All right, let's, uh, let's pray. Pre- precious Heavenly Father, we come to you uh, this morning, and as we gather here, Lord, we confess that we are in need of your word. We need your truth to inform us, to guide us, to challenge us, and to correct us from our ways. So, Lord, as we turn to your word, your eternal word, may we just give our proper uh, attention and respect that this will truly uh, speak to us. May it just reach the very core of our hearts. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, um, hope you had a, a you know, wonderful uh, Thanksgiving. And um, we're just going to continue. Uh, we, we will be continuing with the Sermon on the Mount uh, for the next couple more weeks um, until we come to the end of the Sermon on the Mount. You know, so in, the, uh, in this part of the Sermon um, on the Mount, Jesus deals with the Christian, Christian walk in relationship to other people. And because God is righteous, he calls us to a life of righteousness. And he, uh, Jesus talks about true righteousness. What is a righteous way for us to relate to people around us? And, be, and that, or he starts uh, talking about this uh, in the beginning of chapter, chapter 6, and the theme is continuing here about the living a life of righteousness. And uh, today, as we read this passage, today's passage is about judging others. Whew, it's a really uh, hot topic. Um, you know, when we talk about judging others, right, uh, that the whole idea carries a very negative connotation in today's society. You know, because one of the tenets uh, in today's society is tolerance. You tolerate. You don't judge, but you tolerate, they say. And it seems like Jesus agrees with that. Judge not, that you be not judged. Aha! Jesus says this. Don't judge other people. Right? Great! Pastor, Christian, don't you judge me. Right? Don't you judge me. Because that's what Jesus says. I don't want to hear it. Now, before you uh, tune out and walk away from uh, this saying, oh, okay, so Jesus says, don't judge other people. So don't, don't do that, right? So it's the end of the story. But, you know, before we uh, kind of just move on from this passage, did you notice verse 6? Because in verse 6, it says, do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw uh, your pearls before pigs, right? Did you notice that? Jesus mentions dogs and pigs. I mean, what's he talking about? Why is he even mentioning animals? Is he really talking about the animals out of the blue? He's not really talking about the dogs and pigs, but actually referring to people, right? That's what he's t- uh, talking about, right? He says in verse 1, do not judge, and in verse 6, he calls some people really, which is comparing them to dogs and pigs. What gives, right? Then again, if you think about it, Jesus called some people hypocrites. Jesus called some people brood of vipers, you know, the children of the devil. You know, he never shied away from calling people out. Does he have a short-term memory? 
issue where he forgets what he just said? No, obviously not. So we have to understand what he meant by judge not. Right. It's, is it, uh, and you know, for us, is it enough to say, well, Jesus is God, so he can say, he can judge people, but no one else, he says, judge not. So all of us should not judge anything, anyone, in any way. Is it enough to say that? Well, we have to kind of once again look at, uh, look at all this in a context. So the first point that I want to bring out to you is, yeah, that this question of to judge or not to judge. Right. We, need to this, uh, we need to debunk misunderstanding here. When Jesus says judge not, he's not saying that do not judge people at all. That's not what he's saying. You know, uh, basically... This world says we are all equal, and one's opinion is just as valid as the one next to that person. And because this world has basically removed God from equation, there is no absolute standard or value that they espouse. Everything is relative. Whatever feels or looks good by you, then you do it. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And that's what this world tells us all the time. Believe in yourself and your destinies. Your destiny is in your own hands. Even if you were born a boy, well, hey, it's entirely up to you to become a girl. If you feel like you actually are more closer, you feel more like a girl, then hey, do it. You are your own God. Your life belongs to you and no one else. So you determine the steps that you need to take, the course of action that you need to take, and you go with your gut feeling. No one has, no one has any right to tell you what to do or, 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 or how to behave. And this world tells us it's all about human pro, uh, prog- uh, progress, right? We need to be, uh, you need to be emancipated from the traditional and repressive religious belief systems, the world says. Be enlightened, right? And set yourself free from the backwards thinking. You cannot impose your opinion or belief system on another person. And that's what this world tells us. So we immediately say, oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, however I feel and whatever the opinion that I hold to or uh, the, the, the tenet that I subscribe to, who are you to judge me? Don't tell me or don't judge me. So even among Christians, people get confused and buy into this line of thinking and say that we should not judge anyone, period. Don't judge. Jesus says, judge not. So do not judge people, period. Right? Don't judge anyone about anything. Anytime you do that, that you are being judgmental. You know, I often hear people saying that people in the church are very judgmental, and I hear it not only from the non-Christians, but also from Christians who have had bad experiences in the church, right? And I, uh, and I hear from Christians who say, you know what, I was really hurt. Pastor Wojin, I was really hurt by Christians in the church, and that really turned me off, and that's why I don't really go to church, because every time I go to church, I'm, I, 
I come across all these people who are giving me the looks, right? It's like, oh, why is he here, right? I feel so condemned and judged all the time. So I don't want to go to church, and I get that, right? And there are people like that in the church. And how do I know? Because I was one of them. I was one of them, right? I was being, uh, like, in my youthful, uh, youthful days, very judgmental. I was so steeped in, like, legalism, and then I just basically I had all this standard that I believed that every Christian should live up to. So when people did not live up to that, to the, my own standard that I had for all the Christians, then they were not a good Christian. Or you listen to secular music, oh, oh, you're not a good Christian, right? Or you, you, um, you, uh, you do this and you, you go partying, how could you, as a Christian, how could you go partying, right, and get drunk? I used to judge people left and right. Hypocrisy and self-righteousness marked my youthful days. So I know many in the church get turned off by Christians who come across with this holier-than-thou attitude. They do, and the people who judge people. So when people who are burned or who have, who have had bad experiences in the church, they get radioactive, Right? When they see Christians say or do anything that they perceive to be even remotely judging other people, they get all like, they flip out and they get really upset and they storm out. So, I cannot stand this. Even if, that some, some, even if someone is really trying to speak into their lives, maybe trying to correct the wrong way of doing things, or maybe setting something straight, they get really bitter and they say, they get really reactive and say, see, Christians, they are so judgmental and they storm out. And they say, see, this passage says, do not judge. Jesus says, judge not. What we have to understand, however, is that when Jesus says, judge not, he is not making a blanket statement that we are not to judge anybody at, at all times. Jesus is not saying that we don't make any judgment in relation to other people. He's not telling us to avoid evaluating people or not to use our God-given wisdom or discerning capabilities that we have because God has certainly given us these capabilities. You know, oftentimes, anytime someone tells us to do, uh, someone, someone tells us something about ourselves that we do not want to hear, we cannot simply brush it off and say, well, why are you judging me, right? Why are you being so judgmental and shut down? We can't do that. It just can possibly be, it may be, that they, did, they just didn't want to hear the truth about their spiritual life. You're struggling, but you get defensive. You know, not everything that we hear comes from judgmental spirit. Just because we hear some, something that is not too pleasant about us doesn't mean that the person who's bringing this uh, issue up is being judgmental. A couple of weeks ago, I was, in a, I was uh, texting with a, a, in a group chat, and then uh, it wasn't even about them. It was about something else, another issue. But I got, I got so emotional, I got so turned off by this, uh, this, 
the issue that was going on, I went off, right? And, and then the group text, I was like, oh, you know, I was just like ranting and I was just going crazy. It just so happened that uh, the Pastor Jay was in, in the group chat too, right? And so like uh, after a while of the me just going off on this like chatting and just you know, venting and uh, he calls me and he goes, hey, what's going on here, right? And um, so, like, you know, he was just like saying, hey, you know, you're being a little, little too emotional, right? And then so he was pointing things out that I needed to really, and then that's when I just paused and I said, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I've been, I was, rent- I didn't even realize at that time because I was like, something triggered me and then I was just going off on the, on the text and just venting on, on, to all the people in, in the chat room. And it wasn't even about them. And so uh, when I heard it, you know, I was like, you know, I, I couldn't be defensive because it was so true. And so I had to like, you know, just calm down and then like just talk, talked it out. And then I had to apologize to the people in the chat room because I was going off. You see, but like if he, if he would say, if he were to just tell me, I'd say, yo, what is your problem, man? And then, you know, like, why are you, then I would have been kind of like really get defensive, but it's like, hey, what? You know, like, why are you, what's, what's going on in your life? And then so I had to just kind of pause. You see, like, not everything. He wasn't judging me, right? He just, like, kind of wanted to point out something that was going on in my life that, that he wanted to, the issue that he wanted to bring up with me. And then so it was great. And at the end, I was like, wow, you know, I didn't know about this. I didn't know I could react like this, right? And so you see, not everything that we, and of course, when I first heard it, my initial reaction was I wanted to be defensive. I said, hey, I am justified in the way I feel right now. But right, when I heard it and I, I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I need to really calm down, right? I need to be more rational about things like this. You see, like, not, not everything that we hear from other Christians doesn't, just because it's not pleasant or because they're some, trying to point something out, about our lives that we don't want to really hear about doesn't mean that it is coming from a judgmental spirit. So don't just let, assume, just because you hear something not so positive from somebody in the church doesn't mean that that person is being judgmental to you. Of course, there are cases, plenty of cases, that that, that person can be judgmental, but not all the time. We have to understand that at times, Truth hurts. If we are living in our own little unrighteous ways, and when that is exposed, then we basically we have to admit that we are in the wrong. And so that doesn't bode well with us, right? We get offended, we get defensive, and then we can easily say, well, that person is being judgment, judgmental to me, and brush it off. But that's why, um, you know, so... We have to understand that truth hurts because we are in the wrong. And when truth comes to us, we have to just like bite our, you know, bite our tongue and say, oh, okay. We want to justify ourselves, but we have to say, right, the truth is truth. Right? It is the right thing. I think that's why even when Jesus spoke truth, the word of truth, religious establishment could not stand him all that he stood for, because he simply spoke the truth. And his truth did not fit in with their theological system. But Jesus was not being judgmental. And when someone in the church, out of concern for your spiritual walk, 
points out an issue that you need to work on, that that's not really being judgmental. Of course, how you go about addressing it is very important. Trying to lovingly correct, correct you and hold you accountable is not really being judgmental. What Jesus is condemning here is harsh judgment and unjust criticism of others' motives. And here it says uh, in verse 3, why do you, you know, why do you see the speck? Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Right? Notice that he's using the symbol of the eye. As we looked at in uh, chapter 6, verse 22 and 23, it says, eye is the lamp of the body. And it's referring to the spiritual outlook of a person. So you bef- uh, before you point out that the speck in someone else's uh, character uh, speck or something uh, in someone else's character flaw or issue in that person's spiritual life, and if you if you are just everything within you is screaming to just take it out and just like address it, you better see the log in your own eye, in your own spiritual life. If you don't, that you are judging somebody hypocritically or self-righteously, and that's what Jesus tells us not to. In Romans chapter 2, Paul says this, Therefore, you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself, because you, the judge, practice the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God. Once again, even in this context, Paul is not talking about just simply judging others, period. But if you are doing the same thing, right, and you are judging other people, that you will be judged by the same measure and the same standard that you're holding onto other people. Right? Do not judge hypocritically. So that's what Jesus is saying. And there is a big difference between making sound judgment on other people and being judgmental with holier-than-thou attitude. And certainly, that is an area in my life that God has to still deal with a lot more. I know that because I can easily tend to judge other people or even judgmental. And so we, but you know, God, Jesus is not saying that don't judge at all. That's not what Jesus is saying. We need wisdom and discernment in walking the fine line between the two, making the sound judgment on other people and being judgmental. So the question is that how are we going to do this? How are we to judge judiciously? How can we, uh, how, you know, if you are to judge judiciously, how can we achieve that without being judgmental? I mean, what does the scripture say about this? So that's my, uh, my next point. The last point has a couple other points, but I mean, it, under that. So then the question is, if Jesus is saying, yeah, do not judge, judge harshly, but we are also called to make a sound judgment on people, then how are we going to do this? So number two is how to judge carefully. Obviously, the first thing Jesus says is, first, examine your heart. Examine your own life first. It is so easy 
to notice the speck in someone else's eye, but it is so hard to see the log in our own eye, isn't it? We all have these blind spots in us. But we are so quick. We don't see it because those are blind spots. So we don't, we don't even know that they exist, that we are blind to certain things. But we are so quick to see what is wrong with other people. You know, like uh, when I drive, this thing comes out all the time. Uh, when I drive, I get impatient with people who are driving slower than me. I'm, not, I'm driving and there are people that are kind of going in front of me that are just like, I have to slow down and brake because it's like a one-lane road or things. I'm like, oh, man, I get really impatient. But what is wrong with this person, right? But, uh, but, uh, if, but when I see somebody uh, driving faster than me, then I shake my head, hoping that he, will, he or she will get pulled over by a cop. Where is a cop, right? When the buddy's just passing by me, I say, where's the cop? That person deserves to get pulled over and get a ticket or, or go to jail. So basically, my speed and my driving is perfect and everyone else is not, right? How absurd is that? Like, I'm just using my own standard upon other people and how people should drive. But we do that all the time with other things, other areas in our lives. We have a set standard that we have for other people. And when people do not meet that standard, right, that we get, we get annoyed, we get upset. Like, what is wrong with that person? Well, maybe the problem may be you, right? Because you're holding everybody to your standard and expecting everybody to conform to your standard. We do that often, do we not? Whatever the angle that we approach is the right one and others are wrong. You know, whatever the political persuasion that you may have, you will see the wrong in the opposite side. When uh, the Republican is a president, the Democrats go crazy for four years or eight years. When, uh, but also when the Democrat is, becomes a president, then the Republicans go crazy. Oh, no, look at, because we are so quick to see the fault in other people while we are not really seeing what is wrong with us. You know, when a white object is there, we all come with our own colored lens, with our sub subjectivity, and we insist that the color, uh, uh, and that we insist that, that white object is whatever the color uh, lens that we, the, the glasses that we wear, even though it is white objectively, when we just bring a red uh, lens and you see it, it's red. But when we wear green uh, and someone else wears a green, then we say, no, it's green. And so people always just argue how like that object is something that, that it really even is not because of our own subjectivity. We bring our subjective opinions and thoughts into whatever, uh, whatever the topic that we discuss. And then we argue over it and have our differences. Our subjectivity gets in the way. And the only source of objectivity and the reality is God, His Word, His Spirit. That's why we have to turn to the Scripture at all times. You know, uh, the biggest thing that I'm learning from my marriage is more than anything, what a broken and flawed person I, I am. That's the biggest lesson that I'm learning every day. Like, you know, until I got married, I thought I was the you know, standard bearer. I mean, I was like the, 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 the most normal person ever and the most sane person ever. But once I got married, and then it just when we get into like, you know, the arguments and, you know, conflicts and all these things. And then when I think about it, I'm like, 
oh my goodness, like how I handle conflicts, how I try to resolve or not resolving differences. It really just shows me what a wretched person I am. Because all the time, I was keep asking my wife to just meet my standard, that she should like behave in a certain way. You know, instead of like, you know, just squeezing the, the, the toothpaste too from the, the, the top, you gotta just squeeze it from the bottom and then work your way up. You know, like, why? Why would, you, why would you wanna do it the other way and make it like more work? It drives me nuts. But once again, I am bringing my standard and imposing it on other people. And they get bitter about it and get upset about it. So, you know, before you bring out your guns blazing and making judgment on other people, we have to see yourself, see ourselves in the mirror first. So before you uh, even pass judgment or just make a judgment on other people, first check your own heart, check your, check your own motive. That's why Jesus says, examine your own heart, examine your own life and see where you are with the Lord. Before you're noticing the speck in someone else's eye, you better take out the log in your own eye. And the second thing that we can, how, how we can judge carefully is to examine the evidence. Examine the evidence. Jesus goes on to say in verse 15, uh, uh, we didn't get to read, but you know, chap, uh, chapter 7, verse 15 says this, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are uh, ravenous uh, wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from uh, thorn, uh, thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear, cannot bear bad fruit, nor can, disease, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not uh, bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. So Jesus is saying, hey, make judgment. You watch. But what we have to do is to look at the evidence. Look at the evidence. Test other people by the fruits that they are bearing. We can judge the, by the fruits that are coming out how that person is doing spiritually. If you notice that there is that you notice that predominantly that he, that person is really bitter or that person is really slacking off, if, and if that is really evident, then we can bring it up with that person. We can bring it up with a brother or sister in Christ. Hey, brother, hey, sister, this is something that I've seen over and over, not just one-time thing, but if it is a pattern, then you can bring it up. You're not really being judgmental when you are looking at the evidence. That's what Jesus says. Look at the evidence. And I know many of us here cringe about church discipline. Very uncomfortable with the whole idea of church discipline. What? Isn't church supposed to be about loving people and accepting people as they are? Well, yes and no. Right? And passages, when I gave that answer one time, it was, oh, you should be like a lawyer. That's a lawyer answer. Yes and no. Right? Yes, we are to love them and accept them, but... Also, we don't leave them where they are. People have to be challenged, challenged to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. That's what Christ has done for us. He loves us unconditionally, so he does not leave us the way we are. He transforms us, 
He molds us into His likeness, into His image, more and more. And that is Christian life. And that is sanctification. Loving a person does not mean that we condone their ungodly, unrighteous behaviors and leave them to a path of destruction. So we have to correct them. We have to hold them accountable, especially if you're a member of the church. Being a member of the church does not mean that you are set to be a member for life. You are basically, when you, are, when you become a member, you are committing your life. You are committing yourself to a life in the body and therefore allowing yourself to be held accountable. Now, some people get surprised, you know, during our membership class that we talk about church discipline and that members can be removed from the roster if there is no repentance after repeated attempts to speak into their lives. They what? I thought when you are a member, that you are a member for life. You know, I mean, we, I joined, I voluntarily joined, you know, the membership. So how could you, like, forcibly take me out? That's not fair. That's not right. This is a church. It should just accept everybody. No, not really, because of those reasons. And we've had to discipline a couple of members in our congregation in the past and remove them from, uh, from our roster. It's never easy or pleasant, but as far as I know, it was not done out of judgmental spirit because we try to reach out to them and say, hey, brother, hey, you know, like, you, know, you are doing something that is not right in the sight of the Lord. According to the scripture, you are not something that is not right. Why don't you come and repent and come back to the way of, and then just live according to the word of God. But they just did not respond after time, after months, after months. Then we have to say, well, we have to hold you accountable and we're gonna, we're no longer, we'll no longer consider you as members of the church. They may say, well, you're being so judgmental. No, it's not because of the evidence that they have presented to us. Jesus tells us to face disobedient Christians honestly and humbly and examine the evidence and deal with the sin decisively. I don't know if it's there, uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15, and yeah. So if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or, two or three uh, witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And also in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, it says this, For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. So even Paul is saying, hey, don't just say like, oh, hey, Jesus says judge not. So we are not just pass, passing any judgment on anybody about anything. No, we are to make a sound judgment on people. It's not pleasant. It, it is hard because people can get hurt along the process. But what's more important is the purity of the church. And says, you are to, we are to make sound judgment. So when we do so, how do we go about doing that? Examine the evidence. Don't just say, just go off on your like, own instinct or your gut feeling. And say, hey, you know, like you, 
you were like this. I noticed that, and so I'm just going to, no, where is the evidence? Do you really clearly see an evidence of that person really falling and not walking with the Lord? Unless you have that, be careful not to judge other people. Man, I sound like a lawyer. Pastor, should I go to law school? No, no, okay, no, no, never mind. No, I'm not, I'm not cut out to be a lawyer. But um, so to examine the evidence. And the third thing is uh, be careful about judging people's motives. So how do we walk the fine line between making a sound judgment on other people and not be judgmental? It's be really extremely careful about judging people's mo- uh, motives. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 5, 4, 5, it says this. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. So he says, do not, do not pronounce judgment because God, it is the Lord who will disclose the, disclose the purposes of the heart. When it comes to, when we look at the evidence, that we can make judgment on. But when it comes to judging other people's motives, it really, what this scripture tells us, it's in God's domain. God will judge the motives of the people. It's easy for us to also, when we look at the evidence, we can also easy, and this is where I I fall so short. I I tend to like, you know, judge the person's motive. Why? Why are you doing that? Why is she doing that? Right? And I judge so often. That's Dangerously getting, you are dangerously getting closer to being in the judgmental territory. Be really extremely careful. Just withhold judging on other people's motives. Because we really do not see that. At least evidence what is coming out of his life, that we can bring it up because we see it. It's a pattern in that person's life. But when, you, when it comes to someone else's motives, we cannot simply make a judgment and say, hey, why, why are you doing this? You have this motive, then, don't you, right? When we do that, we can easily fall into being judgmental, right? So be careful about judging people's motives. I, I would say, basically, just don't. Don't judge, like, people's uh, motives, because that, God will judge on the last day. It's in his domain, not ours. And the last thing, so how do we also uh, judge carefully? is to speak the truth in love. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 says this, Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Speaking the truth in love. You know, it is, not, it is more than what you say, but how you say it, right? Message, the content is important, yes, but also the uh, uh, methodology, method, of or how you communicate what you want to say to that person is just as important, right? Even if, you're, uh, even if you're saying the same thing, how you say it can make the difference. It can make the listener think that you are being genuinely concerned or that you are being judgmental, right? In, in case of like, Pastor, if he just called up and said, Yo, what is wrong with you? What is your problem? How could you go off? Uh, how how could you go off on the, the group uh, group chat like that? What is your problem, man? Right? If you were to say that, I would be like, Whoa, man, he's being really judgmental. What? 
oh yeah? And then I would just kind of put up my defensive like mechanism up and it's like, well, what about you? And then uh, I'm just going to go back. And then we would just get into an argument, right? And we're not going to go anywhere. But because he just said, hey, you know, are you okay? Like, I think you're being really emotional in your chest. And I was like, because he said in a very, uh, you know, like concerned way, I was like, oh man, he's, he's actually concerned about me, right? And then so we had to just kind of talk it out, right? You see, how you say what, so how you say, even though like you have a, you know, you're dying to talk about something with that person, how you come across and how you talk to that person can really make a huge difference so that the message is still the same, but when you say it in a gentle, concerned way, or after much prayer, prayer for that person, right? That person can easily say, oh, actually, that person, he's not being really judgmental, but actually he wants to really bring up this concern that maybe I should really just think about and talk about, right? If he say, man, why are you so upset? Repent, you sinner, right? That's not going to just take us anywhere, right? Scripture repeatedly exhorts believers to evaluate carefully and choose between good and bad, right? Or it says examine, right? And so these are the ways for us really just um, judge carefully, right? So, you know, as we, um, you know, especially as we go through uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas time, you know, we'll just end up meeting a lot of our relatives, families, and we have a lot of reunions and, you know, things like that. And it's easy for us to kind of, when we go through those times, in our relationships, we can easily pass judgment on other people. But you know, what Jesus calls us, when Jesus says, judge not, he's not it's not a blanket statement. So don't ever judge anybody. Whoa, okay, I'm a Christian and Jesus says, judge not, so I'm not judging anything about anybody. No, make a sound judgment. We have to make a careful evaluation, but not on a judgmental, you know, a harsh way, but in a way that is honoring to the Lord. In a way that the ultimate end goal is to bring that person back to the Lord if that person is going astray, right? So as we, uh, you know, examine our heart first, examining the evidence and to and really avoid, you know, judging that person's uh, motives and as we speak, uh, seek to speak the truth in love, in a gracious way, out of a genuine concern for that person, I think we'll be on the right path to really, uh, to really restore that person, right? And speaking the truth in, uh, in, in love way that is honoring to the Lord. And may that be our uh, way of um, dealing with people. Let's pray. Let's go before the Lord at this time. And let's um, uh, take a moment to uh, pray. And let's examine our hearts to see if there were any judgmental ways about certain people. It could be your own family members. It could be uh, church people or your bosses or coworkers, neighbors. Have we really judged them in a hypocritical way or in a self-righteous way? Because that definitely, Jesus says, you are not to judge people that way. Have we really examined our own hearts? How are we doing with the Lord first? Are we like judging other people while we, are, we ourselves are not walking with the Lord? And are we really, have we really examined the evidence? Or are we just kind of going with our gut feelings about that person? Whatever the perception or the wrong impression that we have, 
Do we judge them according to our impression, our perception? Do we really even have the evidence? And do we really judge that person's motives? And are we really speaking the truth in love? So let's go before the Lord. Uh, let's look at ourselves first and see if there is log. And I'm sure we do. We have logs in our eyes. So before we seek to take out the speck in someone else's, let's first deal with our own logs. So let's go before the Lord and pray. Heavenly Father, we turn to you at this time. And Lord, as we examine this word, Lord, we confess that we have fallen short, that we may have very well judged other people in a self-righteous way, in a hypocritical way. But Lord, you also call us to make sound judgment on people. And so, Lord, as we examine our own hearts, if we are really walking with you, and if we are really seeing the evidence, if you really, uh, if you can really uh, uh, not judge the person's motives, and to really speak the truth in love, Lord, we, we really need uh, your power. We need your wisdom and discernment in these areas. It's so difficult, God. We can easily fall into that, the trap of being judgmental and hurting other people. And so, Lord, give us wisdom, discernment, so that in relationship with other people, other brothers and sisters in Christ, especially, that we will learn to be gracious, be humble, be teachable at the same time that we will not compromise or be afraid of speaking truth, speaking life into that person. So Lord, take away all the intimidation or the judgmental spirit on both uh, ends of the spectrum that we can truly be able to hold each other accountable, that we could really just seek to live a life together in the body. We also just pray for those people who are serving, youth group and children's group. Use them for your kingdom's sake. We pray for those who are uh, ill, physically, emotionally, that you will bring healing upon them. We pray for those people who are still looking and applying for jobs. Lord, as they are waiting, as they are praying, allow them to, uh, that you would um, grant favor, that they will be able to find jobs where they can, uh, can work um, and really uh, contribute to, to your kingdom and to this society. Continue to lead us, and we thank you. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.